Greetings, victims. For those of you who delight to dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. All right, welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance. And with me, as always, it's my co-host, Brian. Philip is missing in action tonight, doing some electrical work somewhere. What's he up to, Brian? I know uh, originally we were supposed to do this Sunday, and I think he said the the family came into town. The the parents came into town, and uh, I guess uh, maybe that kind of took up his time because he said he wasn't going to be prepared for this episode and right thank you right i think he also still at work yeah i think so man uh an electrician can always find work in a coastal town right like galveston yeah but i mean he still could have popped on as he might he's he's in the call so you never know right you know uh, our last uh voyage of the demeter episode you don't need to watch the movie to be on here so I have had a couple of listeners reach out to me, and, and they're asking um, when we're going to get Nez back on the show. We need uh, we need Nez, Nez on here, man. Actually, I think if we would have did this Sunday, I think he might have popped in. Ah, damn it. Because he, he, he works during the week, so. Okay. Well, maybe That's we'll... He. We actually recorded an episode. Our hiatus is done. We got an action returns coming out, and we got a nice. stream fiends in the can. And he had actually asked what when we were recording, and then I said Tuesday, and he said, "Damn, can't make it." Yeah. Well, we've um, we picked up we picked up some listeners, Brian. Yeah, I seen. Uh, I'm starting to hear from people. I don't even know who the hell they are, but welcome if you're listening. Thank you. Uh, definitely appreciate it when you guys join us every week. It's kind of kind of makes our week with all the with all the bullshit that's going on sometimes. Am I right, Brian? Yeah, all the life life stuff. That's all I need to say. I'm sure everybody understands when you say life life happens. Right? Well, I mean that quote from Jurassic Park. He got the first part right. Um, what did he say? Uh, life. What, what did he say? Life finds a way. Yeah. Life he does. just he just left out the part to fuck you in the ass. Yeah, well, I mean that could go either way. Uh huh. Well, that sounded bad after you said. But life can find a way to <clears throat> make good things happen. But it this also is true. Can fuck shit up. This is true, man. All part of the adventure, right? Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess we might as well jump in. You got a got any cool of the week this week? Um, my cool of the weeks have been very limited because you know I've said before I'm saving everything up for the 31 days. Um, yes. 
I got quite the list of uh, 2023 releases ready to go. So I've been uh, been trying to get in some TV shows. Um, uh, let's see, the first one I started, um, the first episode dropped last Friday, and that was Peacock's new uh, John Wick spinoff, The Continental. Oh, you is now is it just the first episode up so far? Yeah, because I think it's a it's okay. a three. I think it's going to be a three episode miniseries, and mm-hmm. the, the episode was like an hour and a half. So I think they're like movie length episodes. Okay, that's cool. And um, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it's uh, it's a prequel. It's dealing with um, sorry, car driving by. Um, <laughs> it's dealing with. Uh, I forgot the actor's name that plays Winston, the head of the Continental. Uh, from the movies? Yeah. <sighs> Fuck. It Ian McShane. Be... Okay. All right. Ian McShane. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. it can't be Lance Reddick, unfortunately. It's all their younger versions. And how ah, okay. How... Now I get it. Now I get and, it. And uh, Mel Gibson's on the show. He is, because uh, this, this takes place in the 70s. And he is uh, okay. running the Continental. And you get introduced to a lot of uh, interesting characters, especially uh, near the end. There was a uh, twin set of assassins. Kind of like Bullet Train. Yeah. So not as not as funny as Bullet Train, but I, 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 okay. it did it did intrigue me to see where it's going and uh, how um, Winston eventually became the head of the continental because at at this point in the first episode he has nothing to do with the continental he knows what the continental is and who runs it but he has nothing to do with it at this point and oh cool okay so it's an origin story for mcshane's character yeah yeah it shows how how he met lance reddick's character lance reddick's Mm -hmm. character i think his name was sharon i think or sure uh, we'll we'll go with that yeah um, he started working for Mel Gibson's uh, character at the Continental when he was a teenager, so he's been there mm-hmm. for a long time. And the guy's kind of got the Lance Reddick character mannerisms down, so I thought that was a good touch. And Has, has he got the shaved head yet? No, he has hair. Okay. <laughs> and uh, one thing I noticed... Uh, that this has that the movies did not have. Uh, there's quite a bit of nudity. What? Yeah. And this is uh, on Peacock, right? Yeah. Yep. Peacock. Man, I'll tell you what. These streaming services have changed everything, haven't they? Yeah. I mean, sometimes for the good, because I don't mm-hmm. think, uh, as we're kind of learning with the the MCU, not everything needs a TV series. Yes, indeed. But I am excited. Secret Invasion is what you're talking about, isn't it? I still enjoyed the show. I just didn't like what they did with the ending. Fair enough. I, but like I, I said, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I am excited for, I think, uh, Loki next week. Oh, is that already coming out? It's October 6th, the mm-hmm. busiest day of October with all the, the horror movies coming out the same day. Well, I'm not. I'm not going to bury the lead because I know there's a topic you're going to talk about in the news section. But uh, yeah. might be happy days here again, huh? Might be. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, what other TV show I checked out? I checked out. Um, actually, I, this morning I started um, Ahsoka. 
I was going to ask episode. you about that one. Okay. I was entertained. Um, there was a lot of badass Jedi stuff. Uh, nice. And uh, Ray Weiss, I think is his name, uh, mm-hmm. passed away. So they had a nice little, um, after the, the episode ended, had a nice little for, for Ray thing. Which uh, got some of his character and his, uh, would it be his Padawan if he's not a Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to ask uh, some of the geeks about that one. Yeah, forgive me if I don't know. Since I we're mean, never, I'm, we're never gonna do our Star Wars versus Star yeah. Trek. So we must forgive me. I don't if I don't know. I, I am a fan of Star Wars, but I'm not like a uh-huh. super super fan. So Sean 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 could tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, whatever it is like his his uh, student protege. She was she was pretty badass, and Ahsoka was badass, and. Um, it looked great. The CGI looked looked fantastic. The the Jedi fights were fantastic, and yeah, can't wait to to get into more. I, I don't know a lot about the characters because I never watched any of the animated uh, Rebel series. I think that's what they right. were. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you never know. This might get me to go back and watch them. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too you know we'll see see how it goes time time being what it is right yeah and the availability yeah. um so is it 30 minutes or an hour the first episode first is like i think 50 some minutes so almost an hour but not quite but i, I think they're they're doing that thing where because i think i noticed the next episode was like 45 minutes okay so that the, they had the and probably the finale will be an hour yeah. A little over an hour, I'm guessing. Is it eight episodes? Five, six? I'm not sure. It's neither six or eight. Okay. And just just to keep it with the horror, um, I checked out the first episode of uh, American Horror Story. I think the season's called Delicate. Yeah, and, strange name for a title. And I am intrigued. Um, yeah? I, I, yeah, um... I thought everybody was pretty pretty uh, good in it so far. Um, I know a lot of people are like kind of like Kim Kardashian said, I'm, I'm not watching it." She yes, she plays yes. a publicist. She's not like she's going for a role that she's going for an Emmy or something like that or Golden Globe <laughs> or whatever. Okay. But she, she was actually pretty fucking good in it because they're uh-huh. they're it, it's given it's still giving me Rosemary's Baby vibes because it seems really? like because she's a it's uh, Emma Roberts is the main character. Okay. She is a, I think she was a star as a teen and then just jumped, made some kind of horror movie, which just kind of catapulted her into the upper a list. And she is doing the fertility thing, trying to get pregnant and everybody's kind of excited for her. And, Oh, wow. Okay. The husband is like super pushy to the point where it kind of reminded me of the husband from Rosemary's Baby. Okay. And um, I kind of I kind of feel like Kim Kardashian's character is kind of involved too because she's her publicist and friend, but they met at mm-hmm. a fertility a group for women that had trouble for uh, had trouble getting pregnant and needed like support or something. That's where they met. Well, if if they were going to show an American Horror Story pregnancy horror season, this would be the year because 
seems like every other horror movie lately is about pregnancy. Yeah, and the the intros uh, has a lot to do with with babies being born and spiders. Oh, and, okay, <laughs> it's getting creepy, it, man. It, it it's pretty good so far. I'm I'm, I'm I want to see where they go, and I think they're doing the Roanoke okay. thing, where I think halfway, I think they're going to switch into something else or switch. Sure. It's going to be the story, but it's going to switch into like part two of the season. It's going to be something. They've connected. been doing a lot of that. Well, yeah, because they had the two mini seasons a couple of years ago, and that that worked pretty well. That yeah. was the one with 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 your boy Macaulay Culkin. Oh, uh, what was that season? <laughs> where the you, first where one was you played the, the prostitute. Yeah, the first one was like something by the sea, right? Where they were kind of vampires, but they took that drug that helped to be more creative or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I th- I thought that was pretty good. Um, the second part was aliens, right? Yeah, In that season. That works out well for him, I think, when they do. I haven't seen New York City, have you? I tapped season. out after two episodes. I heard bad things. <laughs> I just... Okay. I didn't like anybody in it. I didn't like the storyline. Yeah. Nothing nothing was grabbing me. I usually... My rule of thumb is three episodes. If I'm not in by three episodes, then I'm out. But after two, I was just like, I, I'm bored out of my mind. Yeah. Understandable. So. Well, there's a certain Sasquatch over there at the binge network that will only give it one episode. So you're better. You're, you're ahead of that, man. Oh, he's, well, he's very sassy, so. <laughs> but yeah, I'll go with the uh, American horror story. Delicate. Nice. All that's right. Well, that's, cool. that's promising. I might have to check that out. Have you checked out any more of the American horror stories? Cause I kind of tapped out of that one. I've watched the, I'm up to date on those, but honestly, okay. I couldn't tell you. Other than the one that had to do with the murder house season one, I couldn't tell you right, right. what any of the stories were. Well, there was a doll storyline, wasn't there, this season or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I think it, it's coming back next month, but I think there it's <clears throat> okay. only going to be like a four episode miniseries. So I, I'm hoping that maybe lesser will be more with the short <laughs> stories. I can. I can definitely feel that, man. <laughs> I know what you're saying. All right, let me get this uh, on record here. So you're saying uh, American Horror Story Delicate. Yes, sir. Week. All right, I will check that out. Um, so I think I think we talked a little bit about Strays, didn't we? Yeah. Was uh, that one of Philip's School no, of the Weeks? Or? That, was, that was mine, the episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, uh, love it, man. Loved it. Yeah, uh, I think if you're if you if you've owned dogs most of your life, you you get the humor. You because these are questions that you probably asked yourself: Why are they doing right? this? What are what are they thinking when this is happening? <laughs> why are they humping garden gnomes? Why why are they turning so many circles before they lay down and then get back up and then do the same thing again? All your questions are answered yeah. in this one, man. What they think we do with the poop when we bag it up. Right. Oh, yeah. I don't want to give too much away because it's a newer movie, but that yeah. that was one of the most daring prison escapes I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> very classic. I, and I, I, I do recommend people try uh, try watching it, try seeking it out, because I know I know it bombed in the theater. Did it? Yeah, it was. A, um, it was a fail. Well, AJ said that uh, that. One of her best friend's sisters took the kids, didn't. Now, how do you not see the big R rating right right there on the marquee? Get, come, really? 
Yeah, I, I mean, when <laughs> when I first heard of it, I saw the trailer in the movie theater, mm-hmm. and it was the Red Band trailer. Same here. I knew so, I knew what I was getting into. And I think they were pushing the Red Band trailer more than the, the regular trailer, so I think they wanted mm-hmm. the audience to know what the movie was. Yeah, and I, I don't know why it bombed. I mean, Sausage Party did pretty well, didn't it? That's still considered, like, maybe this will be a cult classic. It might. I mean, you got Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. uh, what's her name? I, Isla oh, Fisher. Isla Fisher. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she could do it. Is she Australian? She sounded pretty convincing. Yeah, that's uh, that's her um, natural, I think, accent. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. And then just like all kinds of people just showing up, right? Yeah. But um... <laughs> I, like the, I like the German Shepherd. She was like, she's like, all right, Adolf. And he was like, I don't get it. She was like, you're a fucking German Shepherd. And he was like, oh, I get it now. That that was that was Rob Riggle, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. And who did the other voice? The other police canine dog? Do you know? I don't know. It sounded familiar. Yeah. Lots of lots of familiar but voices. It's a it's a fun movie, especially like I said, if you if you're a dog lover, then I mm-hmm. think you're gonna love it. I I just I don't need I don't think they really marketed it right. Right. So, well, are you uh, are you watching any of what we do in the shadows? I'm not caught up. No, it's 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 okay. on the it's on the long list of shows I've started and not not caught up or finished. the The first two episodes of this season, I w- I was really worried, Brian, because it was just really fucking competitive. It was really re- repetitive, I should say. Mm-hmm. Like it was a lot regurgitating a lot of the same old jokes and stuff. And I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. But then. The next two episodes after that, they did a Pride Week, okay, where they uh, they were as usual very misinformed about what Pride Week actually stands for, okay. and they were thinking it was Vampire Pride, and so they uh, <laughs> they arranged a party like a parade and everything. That was great. Okay. <laughs> and then the week after that, they did a uh, like a news news anchor um, skit. Um, each episode's only like 22 minutes, so they get a lot of jokes in, but they, they kind of like get in and get out. But this is one where uh, Nandor ac- accidentally was out walking and told one of the news anchors, oh, yes, we've lived here for 200 years. And then everybody's <laughs> like, why the fuck did you say that on live TV? And then they have to go and try to hypnotize all the news anchors or decide what they're going to do and getting ready to leave the house so they can move yet again, you know, as they're so used to having to do every time people come with pitchforks and, and, and torches. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ever since then, man, they haven't looked back. Everyone's original nice. and funny. Nice. Um, so yeah, I think that my cool of the week is going to be a documentary that you were telling me about, uh, shark exploitation. Oh, you finally got to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, man. I haven't watched a good, solid documentary in a long time. And this one did a really good job of not only, you know, showing you kind of like the evolution of all the films that ripped off Jaws, Mm -hmm. but like the evolution of what happened after that. And then you start getting into all the, like the asylum stuff, right? Like Uh, Super Jaws versus Maneater, Anaconda. and See, I I don't know. I can watch those, but for some Uh reason I can't watch the Sharknado ones. I don't know why. They're pretty weak, man. I've seen the first one, and that's as much as I need to see. I just, I kind of have a problem with, I love So Bad It's Good movies, but I I kind of have the problem with on-purpose bad movies. Like over-the-top on-purpose. Yeah, just like. 
at least the other guys were trying to make a movie. That's true, and with shark with the those Sharknado movies, it's like, haha, see what we did there, haha, yeah. get it, you get it. Yeah. No, yeah. do you get it? Do you, you know? Do you get what we did there? And it's like way over the top, but I do like the way they mixed in like some real facts about sharks and okay. how they're not really you know that that aggressive or vicious unless you fuck with them, and how Jaws Peter Benchley always uh, kind of he kind of like always. Um, regretted the fact that he made, you know, the book and it was so popular and the movie became so popular because people were like, it was talking about how people would go out and go shark hunting and yeah. stuff like that afterwards to just get rid of them. So I thought that added a nice, a nice touch to it, you know, and then talking about what shark week did and all that good stuff. So that, that's my cool of the week, Brian, uh, shark exploitation nice. documentary. So I guess that's it. Moving on. Gotta have some headlines, man, finally, right? Yeah, first we're gonna start with a Texas Frightmare update. Not, it's about time. It's about they time. They announced their first guest, and it is the legendary Warwick Davis will be at Texas Frightmare. Jesus. He's the first announcement? Yep. Not John Carpenter, not Clive Barker, but Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis is a legend. I mean, they're, they're on the poster here, they got, uh, he was in Labyrinth, Leprechaun, Return okay. of the Jedi, Willow, right, Harry Potter, right. Doctor Who. Okay. And that's probably not even scratching the surface of, of his filmography, so. Yes. I, I myself, would agree. I would definitely be excited to, to meet Warwick Davis, because that, that's somebody that's kind of been in my childhood or been in my life since since I was a child, you know, later mm-hmm. finding out, you know, he was in Return of the Jedi as, you know, as a Ewok and... Right, right. Willow, I was a major Willow fan when I was a kid. Uh, I was super into... To, I still say it to this day, uh, nobody did 80, 80s fantasy movies, or fantasy movies like the 80s. Uh, Labyrinth is a good Labyrinth, example. Labyrinth, Legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Excalibur. Oh, yes. I, I wouldn't even really consider that fantasy. That was almost, well, it felt like a historical drama. Yeah. I guess it was obviously fantasy, right? Yeah, there's so many, so many movies that were just amazing in the 80s, and he, he was he oh, was yeah. a part of some of them. So And the all the ensemble casts, all the people he was a, he's been able to work with mm-hmm. throughout his career, right? Like, yeah. who, who hasn't worked with Warwick Davis? And um, I never got to finish it. I know a lot of people said it wasn't good, but I still wanted to finish uh, the Willow series. Yes. And Disney yeah. Plus took it off. Disney it got Plus. a bum rap. It got a bum rap for some reason, man. Yeah, I'm like, and they kind of took the the cast and crew by surprise because they were like, not only we got canceled, but you, you took the series off of the streaming platform and you didn't give it time mm-hmm. to... For people to discover it or watch it or anything. Yeah. No doubt. That's uh and so was Ron Howard involved in that at all, or was that yeah, did he, I think he at least produce it? I wonder I why he, they would make that decision. Cause I think I think we talked about it many times before. Everything has to be uh instant smash. Everything has sure. to be the next Stranger Things or Cobra Kai or, or Secret Mandalorian. Invasion. The next Secret, Secret Invasion. invasion. Yeah. <laughs> 
everything needs to be the next Mandalorian or The Last of Us. Last of Us, sure. Something has to bring in millions of views immediately the day it premieres. And sometimes some of these shows, they just, they need a time to find their audience. Right. Yeah, a lot of them become cult classics, right? Look at Star Trek. They were going to cancel it after two seasons and the major letter writing campaign from the fans, they, they gave mm-hmm. it an extra year, you know, and look at it now. <laughs> yeah. Like seven series going on Paramount plus all at the same time. Yeah. Could, uh, use that in your argument against star Wars. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a whole attache case this thick with arguments, but it'll never happen. <laughs> oh, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. One day. I'm just, I'm looking forward to maybe meeting up with Aleel one day at Disney World, you know? That would uh, be kind of the ultimate. He'll, uh, he'll meet up with you. He's a super cool guy. I know, uh, <laughs> I think he had told me one time when um, when I left from uh, Texas after uh-huh. Texas Frightmare and I had to, that layover in Chicago. Right. I think I had uh, posted I was doing something in Chicago, eating at somewhere, and then I think he had commented, oh, you should have let me know you were going to be here for a few hours. You know, I would have met up with you or something like that. Oh, that's so pretty he, cool, man. He's a super cool guy. Yeah, last time I was in Chicago with AJ's work, I met up with uh, Kupka for a little ah, bit. Kupka. So that was cool. <laughs> Wish we had some Kupka sounders, yeah. but we don't. I, def- I definitely made it to the dispensary. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So that's cool, man. At least we're starting to announce the, the guests for, for Frightmare. That's a good yep. thing. And let's see. I guess I'll pull up the article you sent because that's the biggest news no those are the trailers oh (laughs) Uh, the strike might be coming to an end because they have reached a tentative deal it's not final there still Mm -hmm. needs to be a vote to take place but it, it looks promising it looks like the actors and the writers will get what they what they deserve or at least more than what they were getting before and everything can get back to working again so yeah we can we can hope so man because you know the you know you know that the uh studios are going to find a way to make their money and you know i figured it was going to happen soon because you got big events coming up here Next month, you got New York Comic Con, you got D23, you got... You you you, did call it, Brian. Yeah, you have these things that were like big showcases for your your content, but you got a strike going on and you can't have the main parts of of these movies and TV series there. Yeah, can't have a bunch of scabs coming through, right? Ah, the scabs. I don't want no scabs. (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully this uh this tentative deal kind of turns into something more lucrative for the for the actors and writers the the creative part of the process of making all this this great stuff we get all the time because they definitely deserve a lot more than they should so. Yeah, no doubt. You got a producer that just comes in and writes a check, and they're yeah. taking the lion's share of the money. Come on. Because I know these studios, they have the money. Because uh, I think I read recently, um, 
Warner Brothers just bought like a big piece of land in the UK to this, to, build, to make their DC <laughs> studio thing. This surprises you? Why? I mean, not not. I'm just pointing out the fact that they have the money because uh-huh. if you can just go purchase acres of land to build to to say this yes. is primarily where we're going to work on the DC, just the DC part of our movie hub. So they're hey, moving most hey, of it to, to England then. They said it's also going to be. Um, used for other movies but it's going to be okay. like it's it's like a i think i saw like a, a blueprint or, or print some something that was posted and it's like a massive studio thing and that i'm like you guys, pretty cool you guys got the money to do this uh why don't you uh pay your writers and actors brian i know they do have the money because my max subscription just went from 99.99 a year to 149.99 a year oh yeah and uh, I saw today Prime's going to go up. What a shocker! Because <laughs> they're they're going to add uh, uh-huh. the neither you can have no ads or or a membership with ads. So I'm pretty sure the one we have okay. now is probably going to be the the no ad one, which will probably be raised. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'll probably pay for it, dude, because I do not like having to sit through ads. <laughs> like, I'm so spoiled with with all these streaming services that I tried to watch um, TV when we were in Hawaii because mm-hmm. we all we had was the TV to watch and it's like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. We were watching Meet Meet the Fuckers. Remember that one? Yeah. The sequel to Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, I swear to God, Brian, there was more fucking commercial than movie. It was like ten minutes of commercials and then seven minutes of the movie. Just you need- insane. You know, it's pretty bad. Um, I won't say what the movie is yet, but it's a movie okay. that, that me and Nez are going to do for 31 next month uh, over on the Skater Nez Podcast Network, which you should be subscribed okay. to if you're I not think... listeners. <laughs> um, we couldn't find the movie, and he ended up finding <laughs> it on uh, Plex. Okay. Plex was killing me how many times it cut to advertisements. <laughs> Oh, and they're like the timed, like Tubi, right? Where you show yeah. the little 180 go around, 180, 179, 178, yeah. 170. <laughs> but with see with Tubi, as the as uh-huh. further along you get in the movie, you cut to less ads. But they do tend to be the same ad over and over again yeah. sometimes. But with Plex, it was just like I swear, like every 10, 15 minutes, it cut to a series of ads. Brian, I started watching Texas Chainsaw 3D on Plex. Let's just say that after the first commercial break, I found it through foul means, okay? Was, well, that's how <laughs> I found it. You didn't you didn't do your thing, cuz? <laughs> I had to do my thing, cuz. Because that was going to give me fucking three hours of commercials, man. Oh, gosh. That is probably one of the worst <laughs> movie lines ever. And she said it, it so non-badass. <laughs> That might be the worst line ever, man. If not, I want our listeners to to send us their worst movie lines of all time. I, uh, you know what? We'll be uh, the judge some, of that. Sometime this week, I'm going to post that in the Facebook. What is, what is, what what is the worst movie overdue. line of all time? I can't think of a worse one than that. All right, let's see. Do we have any other news? Uh, let me scroll down. I think there was some news. Uh, did you hear about their turning Netflix is turning Squid Game into a reality game show on Netflix? I think that 
uh, Mr. Beast has already done that on YouTube because my grandsons were watching it and driving me crazy. So it's well, not a new thing. Now, if they start actually killing people, I'll tune in. Yeah, I think it'll only be one season, though. <laughs> but they have announced that the, the grand prize is the biggest uh-huh. grand prize in reality game show history. Okay. I think uh, I think I saw a teaser, and it's like over four point five million. Well, there goes our Netflix is going to go up twenty bucks a month now. Yep. <laughs> you're well. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Smile Two gets an official October 18, twenty twenty four release date. I, I'm not mad at that, Brian, but I wish they would have given it a more original name. Maybe maybe they'll change the name. Yeah, don't do the thing where you try to include the number in the, in the title. Oh, yeah, like make the two look like two teeth or something. Like the stupid thing they did with Expendables 4, where they put the four I in, in saw the that, yeah. Well, if we hadn't covered the movie we're covering this week, I would have gone to the theater for that one. But uh, Yeah, I'm hearing not great things. Uh-oh. But, Nez, <laughs> uh, if any, anybody didn't know, we did... Uh, the first Expendables for Action Returns, which uh, should be out any day now. And he spoke a little bit about Expendables 4. And he mm-hmm. said he, he was pretty much entertained. And he liked the new additions okay. to the cast, the, the younger edition. This movie is more like a passing of the torch because Stallone had said ah, that it's his okay. last one. And Statham well. is supposed to be the new head of the franchise, which I like Statham. He's fun. Okay. So uh, isn't Tony Jaa in this Part four. Tony Ja and Eco UAs. He was the main guy okay. in the raid movies. Oh, okay, yeah. So they are giving some other people a chance then. Yeah. It sounds like. I, I, I'll watch them all for sure. Yeah. There's no I, I I have fun with them. I three. I'll kind of let the cat out the bag now because we're mm-hmm. we're eventually going to do all of them. Three is my least favorite. So far. <laughs> but, so far. At a dumb action movie level, it's still fun. Oh yeah. My main my main problem are. with my main problem with the expendable expendable movies is the the CGI blood. We will talk some CGI tonight, my friend. Yes, we will. Uh, let's see. Do we I may have... never I may never complain about CGI fire again, Brian? <laughs> after after what you just put me through this week. <laughs> I think the only other big news there was came out yesterday as we were recording, and it <laughs> is that Tom bad, uh, Tom bad too, or what? Oh, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miramax is currently shopping the rights to Halloween franchise for film and TV. Okay. So. Sure. Why not? Yeah, I didn't. I of course never thought that that was going to be the last Halloween anything we'd ever get. <laughs> sure. Oh my God. I mean, okay. you can you can do anything. Well, you can. You why can, not? You can continue the series off from uh, the Daniel Harris timeline. You can make a TV show re- or TV series rebooting it, or you can make and you can try to try. And I'm uh-huh. losing this, using this loosely. Try okay. to create a, a new Michael Myers, a new horror icon for the series. Oh no! 
Michael Myers that posts um, misinformation on X. Oh, gosh. Was he um, revealed to be Elon a, or something? No, he's revealed to be a Russian bot. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm we're like like you said, and we've said many times, we're going to end up watching it, so... Guaranteed. <laughs> it's not even a question. I mean, you you just you just never know what you're going to get. It could be the next Halloween movie right. could be a big piece of shit, or it could be mm-hmm. we can one of us can end up saying this is probably my favorite out of the franchise. Okay, so the character is bigger than any single actor or even the mask. Am I right? Yeah, because the so many actors have played Michael Myer, Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what they've done. What they've done, you know, we've had what two different timelines, uh, three different timelines. Two, I was about to say, what? three different timelines. What is, what is uh, Rob Zombie chopped liver? Oh, four different timelines. I forgot about that. <laughs> okay. And then a standalone movie, which, which in my you, opinion, you, was the best of all. Yeah, I won't say it's the best. Okay, it is my. Top three in the franchise. Nice. That's strong words. Might be number two now that I'm thinking about it. So, yep, that's all the news. As uh, probably hear a bus pulling up, school bus. <laughs> okay, well, as the as the bang bus pulls up into Brian's neighborhood, um, that's tomorrow. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna take a little trip down to the trailer park. Brian is gonna bring us the big, the small. And sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what is our first new trailer to talk about tonight? This week in the trailer park, we are talking about new series. And the first nice. one we're going to talk about is a new Peacock original, John Carpenter's Suburban Screens. Okay. Let's see. Uh, synopsis goes and exploitation. Exploration of true tales of terror that take place in seemingly perfect American hometowns. Hmm. Let's see. Anybody from the cast I recognize? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Who's the director? There we got John Carpenter is going to direct some episodes. Oh, set more than one then. Yes, uh, John Carpenter, Michelle Lattimore, John Pavicki, and Jordan Robertson. Underneath all there, it says unknown episodes because he could have directed one episode, could be the pilot episode, or could be half the series. Hmm. Well, I mean, John Carpenter, he's definitely got some street cred, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, throw that name on the title. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 in just off curiosity of what what he's got going with it. Do you do you remember uh, John Carpenter's Body Bags on HBO love, back in the day? Love that. I, I, I did it. too. I own it. <laughs> That's uh, what I want to see, man. But this unfortunately does not look like that. Yeah, you were we giving were, me a pretty good description of what you think it is. Brian. Yeah, we were we were talking off 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 mic. Uh, it kind of looks like maybe they got the. These are, it looks like anthology story format, and maybe they got the real people kind of describing what's happening, and then we got mm-hmm. uh, actors doing a reenactment of of what the story is. So, okay, I mean it. 
it's kind of intriguing me with John Carpenter's involvement. That's the only thing that's intriguing me. Yeah, this does not I, look like what I like. <laughs> I don't recognize anybody in the in the cast, but maybe it's not about the acting. It's more about the the storytelling and mm-hmm. and these are supposedly true stories are based off true stories that happen in what, as they describe perfect, what seemingly are perfect American home homes, hometowns or whatever. So the last, the last couple of elections, maybe. Yeah. That'll really make you scream on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so doesn't sound like it sold you, but I, <laughs> I would definitely add it to the list of shows I don't finish. So this looks like it is due to come out in the very busy month of October on oh, wow. October the 13th. Why not, man? Pile it all in there. Which any of fans of the Goosebumps series, uh, Disney Plus is rebooting the series. And it also mm-hmm. comes out on October 13th. And I and I am already hearing grumblings. The, the uh, Stephen King book podcast that I listened to, The Losers Club, that you uh-huh. told me about... They are already grumbling about the fact that they're trying to make it like a continuing story rather than um, oh, an anthology, anthology style. I mean, I get that, but it's something different for the series. I maybe, guess. I maybe mean, it'll, maybe it's a miniseries. Well, and I didn't. I didn't read them when I was a kid. I was reading Stephen King when I was that age. So yeah, I. I I remember reading some, but uh, by that time I was a little, little older than the, the demographic at the time. I remember watching the TV show a little bit, so maybe, maybe they're doing uh, anthology seasons. Okay, uh, American Horror Story style, then. Yeah. Okay. So, it is. It is on my list of shows I'll never finish. So. so- so we're real interested in John Carpenter that we're talking about uh, Goosebumps. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll just move away from Suburban Screams <laughs> into something you've been waiting for for a minute. And that is The Fall of the House of Usher from Mike Flanagan. Not going to go into the cast list because it is if you've seen Mike Flanagan's shows before, he likes mm-hmm. to use the same actors. But one actor i did notice that was in the cast that i didn't know he was in there before was mark hamill luke skywalker yes the jedi master himself and i also saw the the actress that played abra from uh dr sleep she's ah, in too. okay the one that was in starry eyes right or no no not not that one that that was the one who played uh shelly duvall's character help me out here no abra the the girl the little girl. The little girl. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Okay. So a lot of familiar faces. Uh, uh, goodness, Carla Gugino. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, okay. I'm staring at Carla Gugino's picture too much. Uh, <laughs> Lance, what did you think of I'm, this new series from Mike Flanagan? I think you know by now that I've... I'm a huge Mike Flanagan Netflix series fan, with the exception of the one that was a little too young adult that I kind of tapped out of. That was, I guess, his most recent one. Started that one. I don't think you're missing too much, man. But uh, but as you know, his other his other three were my favorite of each year they came out. So 
Um, and and I love an ensemble cast, dude. I I've always loved an ensemble cast. And Jesus Christ, were there a lot of familiar faces in this short little two minute trailer, man? Mm-hmm. It's like insane amounts and of you know, people that I know that his, person. I know that person. His wife, Kate Siegel. Mm-hmm. I did not recognize her with that silver hair. She's she's pretty uh, flexible, man. She can play different types of characters pretty well, you know. Evil, I'm, good, old, young. I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, what an attractive mm-hmm. woman this is with the silver hair. And then right, they cut to another scene. I'm like, it's oh, it's fucking Kate Siegel. Yes, because I, I was wondering like, where is she? She she's in all her because you know that's Mike Flanagan's wife and. Mm-hmm. Not that that's the only reason she's in his series. Yeah, he's um, he's not. She's an amazing he, actress. He's not straight just pulling a Rob Zombie on us, in other words, right? No, she <laughs> she can pop up in other directors' movies, and she would be just as good. So yes, but yeah, um, I this is based off Edgar Allan Poe because I know okay. they were quoting a lot of stuff in the movie, the, mm-hmm. the Nevermore, and then you see the Raven. But other than that, I'm kind of going into this kind of not really knowing what the story's about. Which I kind of like it well, that way. I, I do too, man. Because God knows you can take an Edgar Allan Poe story and make it great like Flanagan has. Or you can give us the turning that we got a couple of years ago. Oh, gosh. Me, me and my youngest daughter <laughs> was just talking about that. Uh-huh. She, now, she still likes the movie. She just hated Ugh, the abrupt sorry. ending. She hated the abrupt ending. Yeah. And, Understandable. And then we were talking about how we we they were teasing that there was a post credit scene and when we were mm-hmm. watching, it was just somebody dragging their hand across the wall for the whole credits. Yeah, there was another movie that, that did that too on us that year, remember? Um God damn it. The one with uh Mandy, the lady that plays Mandy in it. She played a cop or something where at the end they showed the house. It was that grudge movie or something, wasn't it? Oh, that... they showed the car parked in the house and uh, don't, don't, <laughs> can't wait don't. for something to jump out at us. <laughs> don't bring that movie. I, you know, I try to keep it positive, but man, that movie, they missed so many opportunities to do great things in that movie. Rough stuff, man. So it kind of sounds like we are definitely both in. We were both big fans of Mike Flanagan. Um, mm-hmm. This is actually oh, busy week that October, October twelfth. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is, man. You know we got to we got to squeeze in our thirty one movies and all the all the series, right? Yeah, Chucky. Chucky starts next week. Oh yeah. So well, I've got I've got my list started, Brian. That I'm not going to get caught flat footed, dude. When October first rolls around. I've already, I've already got a list of at least twenty movies. So, and these are all twenty twenty three releases. So we're, I think we're going to be okay. And like I told you before, good luck, sir. Hey, some of them look pretty good, man. Some yeah, of them look pretty good. That's what I say every year. Okay. <laughs> you and, ready for some feed? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that's the, that's the final trailer. All right. So podcast spotlight yep all right this week the podcast spotlight shines on podcast in the woods we're a horror podcast 
who loves to take a look at some favorites as well as some of the more obscure titles in the horror genre. The main thing is fun. Sounds sounds good, right? Yeah. Should always have fun. All right. You want you want to go through some of this uh, listener feedback, Brian? We've got a little bit this week. Let's see. We got... Uh, I should put on my reading glasses. Sean... <laughs> I did sorry. Pretty small font, didn't I? <laughs> posted in the group between Max, Prime, Hulu, and Netflix... What is a must-see horror movie? Cheesiness hmm. is not frowned upon here. I like where you're coming from, sir. He might be in luck then. Just as just a good scary movie or some or and he got some responses. William Devine said, "Come true." Think it's on Hulu. That that's been in my Hulu hmm. queue for a minute. I've never seen that. I think that's one of them like surreal, dreamlike kind of. I think someone was saying it kind of had like a Nightmare on Elm Street dream horror type vibe to it. All right, I might I might check that out then. Let's see, Ken Bates. If you like the the abstract narratives, try this one. If you don't like that kind of movie, then don't watch it. Referring to the Neon Demon, yeah, you know, I have never seen uh, that. Nor have I. I've missed that one, and I think it's a decent director, isn't it? That that did the movie? Uh, um, Nicholas. I want to say. Winden, Winden. <laughs> That's right. Winden Riffin. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a, there was a Ryan Gosling movie that he did that I thought was complete. Oh no. Awful. I know what you're, ah, uh, where he had the bullet. He was holding the bullet in one scene. Yeah. And there was an elevator kill scene. And was that was drive? The devil made me do it. Oh yeah, no, drive. <laughs> drive, I think, was the the drive. elevator scene. But yeah, I think of a different one. The the devil made me do it. Yeah, that movie is boring. <laughs> okay. All right, let's see. So, listeners, please go in and enter your responses to Sean's question. Oh, that goes for. Uh, oh, okay. Somebody's got to have some good ideas, right? I yeah. know we don't. Regarding our sh- uh, feedback about Sharni Vincent and Bait, I think we did this one before. Yeah, I think we did the first part, but I believe this is new. New intro. You sure this from- is not the one we thought Philip was having a stroke? <laughs> I have not interviewed a lot of horror stars, but had great combos with M- Michael Gross, art director on the original Ghostbusters, the generous and lovely Bill. Oberts Jr. and had fun yep. time chatting with Larry Fesden. That's some good. Uh, that's some horror icons right there, man. Going back several decades, I interviewed Robert Blotch, the guy who wrote the novel on which Hitchcock based Psycho. RB was an old timer, having written The Twilight Zone and Star Trek OG. Oh, nice. He's got my attention, and he and he has got him on an RB not just a first name basis, Brian, but he. RB. (laughs) I also interviewed Elvira, unfortunately, only over the phone. I can see why that would be unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah, because I didn't get to meet her when I was in Texas, but she was was not in Elvira makeup. She was Cassandra Peterson, but man, she is gorgeous in real life. 
Yes, I'm sure you wouldn't mind meeting Alexandra Daddario in real life. Yes, she's very talented. <laughs> uh, Ariel Wellman, the From Dust Till Dawn series was amazing, would have been better as an eight-part series. I kind of agree with you. I wouldn't say it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy majority of it, but I think now that he's saying it, if it if it was shortened up, mm-hmm. I think it would have it would have worked a lot better. Because like that, I don't know if you've seen it, but like the whole first episode of the series is that okay. um, liquor store scene in the beginning of the movie. Oh wow, they really drank it out then. Yeah, but it, it worked though for the episode. Uh, regarding Fredhead, Sonia Lynch said, "Hey, <laughs> I haven't seen. Have you seen that one? Yeah, it's a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, it, right? It's interesting. It's focusing on the the fans. Okay. I mean, they talk about the movie and they have people from the movie, but it's talking about the fandom because it's still mm-hmm. what the the last movie came, the remake came out thirteen years ago, and if they." Drop the news today. There's a new Nightmare on Elm Street. People would be going crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Which I've heard some things. I've read some things. Uh, uh, the Craven Estate is looking to for looking for people to submit ideas. So maybe one day we'll get something. I don't oh. know. I'm, it's I'm again a character that's bigger than any one actor, right? Yeah. And um, Robert England said he has an idea for a movie. I'll let him direct it this time, then. Let right? him direct it. Maybe he'll. Maybe he can come back as Freddy one last time. Would it would do like sure. a legacy legacy pass, movie? Pass the torch, Ghostbuster style, right? I think that was his idea. That in the movie that okay. he would pass on the whatever powers to somebody else, and then the franchise can continue off of that movie. Hmm. So okay. that way well, you would get you would get Robert England back in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie and have a story that continues the franchise. I mean, it worked for Hellraiser. I thought. I thought. I thought she did a damn good job as as Pinhead. So. Yeah, but you know, but what I'm coming to find out that people didn't really like the movie as much as we did. Well, it was like direct to Hulu, right? Yeah, well, so was Prey. Yeah, that's Prey true. Was, Prey that's was amazing. True. All right, Ricky Morgan, Torso is my jam. Never seen it. Not a big yeah. Italian horror fan. Yeah, it, it's on my list. <clears throat> uh, regarding Dead City, hey Lance, I don't want. I I don't know what your problem is. This really isn't bad regarding <laughs> the re bad. Wait, is that from uh, Stephen Loblad, right? Okay, yeah. There's okay. no name on here. <laughs> I forgot to put the name. <laughs> you know who you are, Stephen. Hey, he's he's hung in there. Yeah, he's hung in there from show one, hasn't he? Steve, let us know what you think about Daryl Dixon. Oh I've no, heard, you know heard, he's watching it. I've heard nobody talk about this show. Oh boy. Uh, regarding our upload from Battle Royale and a re-upload from Battle Royale and Belko yeah. Experiment, 
Philip Perrion said, love those films. Believe we enjoyed those too. People are getting some exposure to our older shows, courtesy of some versal music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We got an email from Laurel Gear. Hi, Horror Returns. Greetings from Los Angeles. I am writing to see if you are interested in having some fun guests on your show. Writers and my brothers, Darren and Jeffrey Geary. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong. Would love to be guests on your UK horror podcast. Sure. We'll, we, uh... have a U- we have a UK horror podcast? <laughs> no, no, but we can. I mean, we've done UK movies before. Yeah, we're, we had we're, Duncan, we're, Duncan McLeish on with us, remember? Yeah. Uh, as you'll hear our two movies later on, we, we are very international on The Horror Returns. Uh, the horror movie that they wrote, The Retaliators, is that the one that we've seen recently? I don't know, but it or sounds it interesting. New- it's going to be re- released streaming in Ireland and England on Halloween, so we're trying to create a buzz. Let me know if you're interested and would like to know more. They are super fun guests, true horror fans. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Old school horror fans love it. Nice. Well, I think I'll be I'll be sending out an email. <laughs> Also, our friends and patrons at Legion Podcast remind us that they do have a Discord group, so be sure to check it out. Just look for Legion Podcast. Guess we got to get on Discord, man. Yep, and that is it for listener feedback. Let's see if I can do this as good as Philip does. <laughs> Pro- our... Probably not unless you're having a stroke, but... Our show intro and new logos come from Steve Carlton of the Geeks, and be on the lookout for new more, or more great stuff from Steve. Sorry, my dog's growling in his sleep. <laughs> I can our, hear I've got a bunch of kids in the background, so we're. <laughs> I'm sure. Our original skull artwork comes from Natsulani. Do you like to be a patron? Be yeah. a patron. Look for there us on go. all show, social media accounts. And voila. That's the short version. And you got a werewolf in the background. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Time to get into featured attractions. This week, we're going to hit the road. I think we're going to have to do more than a road, though. We're probably going to have to get on a plane at some point. But uh, we are going to India for Tumbad, (laughs) as well as the brand new It Lives Inside. So we'll start with 2018's Tumbad. But I'm not sure what I'm doing. हमारे लिए वरदान है डरा नहीं रहा हूं तुम बाढ़ के लिए तैयार कर रहा हूं A mythological story about a goddess who created the entire universe. The plot revolves around the consequences when humans build a temple for her firstborn. I'm not sure if that's what I got out of it, but we'll see. Um, directors, writers, too many to count. <laughs> and I put it. I put in the notes. We aren't going to torture Phil trying to pronounce the names, but 
it was like three directors and three writers, uh, Brian, and they were all different. Mm. So let's see a little 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 trivia. Uh, Tum Bad became the first ever Indian film to open the prestigious Venice International Film Critics Week. Oh, congratulations. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, the movie was shot for six years, so we won't be seeing a Tumbad 2 anytime soon. Um, the scenes shown in the city of Tumbad, which gets rained throughout the year, was shot over four monsoons. That, I believe, because there wasn't one fucking scene in this movie where people weren't sloshing through two feet of water. Kind of like an Alaskan sloshing through a foot of snow every winter. But, I think uh, the water was a part of the <laughs> story, though. I guess. Wait, I'm going to let you start, dude. I, I don't know what to think about this, dude. I, <laughs> I, some bad, Brian. I actually Not enjoyed this. Okay. I actually enjoyed the story. I love the mythology. Yeah. Um, this, you brought up the CGI. I think you were talking about this movie. Oh, my God. It wasn't great. I've seen I've seen better Sonic the Hedgehog games on Sega. <laughs> but with that being said, I think they told an interesting story. I like this inter- the story about this god, this goddess that birthed all these gods, and one of them okay. was greedy and tried to steal all the wealth and food for himself, and she cursed mm-hmm. it. Right, right. And you got this kid who kind of finds out this story and wants to know where the gold is, and then over time. Uh, his family leaves there and his mother forbids him to ever go seek it out. But over time, it's a, I think it's an excellent story about greed and obsession. Because mm-hmm. sure. after after time goes by, I'm assuming after his mom passes or something, he goes back to search for the, the gold, the treasure, and he finds it. <clears throat> and he just keeps going back over time, over time. Mm-hmm. Getting more, getting greedy, sacrificing his own friends and Kind of turning into a shitty person over time. Okay. I and, can see that. Um, eventually has a son who, who he trains <clears throat> to take his place one day because he's getting older. And like I said, he's a shitty person because he's super shitty to his son. Mm-hmm. Has a, I believe, a well, in-house mistress also. Yeah, I guess. I think a very young in-house mistress, let's not forget. And yeah. I, I think his... I don't know, man. I think I think his attitude toward his son changes a little toward the end when he gets a wake up call. Oh, he 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 ha- he kind of redeems himself in the end mm-hmm. when it came to his son. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I I just love the story and uh, how um, the interacting with the with these the uh, with this god at the end. I, I, Forgive me if I don't remember the name. There's a lot of stuff I don't want to mispronounce and be mm-hmm. disrespectful towards. But yeah, there's a, a interesting design of the god that, especially when they were going into. I believe that was uh, when they were climbing down where the treasure was. It was the mm-hmm. goddess's womb. Yep. Where the the demon was cursed to live forever. Yeah, now the, those special effects were pretty decent. Like when they when they landed inside there, and you could kind of see the pulsating, and yeah. everything was red. And then that, I guess that other demon god type thing, or what her first firstborn son is that what it was described as? Yeah, the the skeletal looking uh, mm-hmm. demigod or whatever that 
spoiler alert, kind of multiplied, <laughs> just like greed well, multiplies. See that that's where I thought the story got interesting because mm-hmm. he got super greedy. Yes, because they they would the... to make to make offerings. They would make these little dough dolls because he he could never satisfy his hunger. So mm-hmm. they made these offerings, and that's how he would yes. He would throw the doll. The, the the god would go after the doll, and while he's eating it, he would tear open his little satchel, and the coins would fall out. And he would grab all the coins and then get his ass out of there super fast. Mm-hmm. At the end, we'll just kind of jump into the end because uh, this the best part of the movie to me, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Got super greedy because I said this is a movie about greed and uh, obsession. Yep. Cautionary had, tale, right? Had him and his son make multiple dough dolls, which caused the the, the god to, to basically clone himself into whatever amount of dough dolls yeah. there was, and it yeah, kind of surrounded him down impression. there. Yep, that's the impression I got. <clears throat> Child being murdered. Well, so let me ask you a question, man. Was <laughs> the scene when they were driving in the car to get out there? Mm-hmm. Do do wind chills? Are they not contained in India? Are they always like kind of open, <laughs> where like the rain is just gushing into the car as you're driving? I thought that was kind of weird. Well, maybe he couldn't afford windshields. He he started out poor. Well, he had a windshield. It was just at an angle, and oh. the water was pouring into it. Remember? Maybe he didn't have wipers. Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> okay, I'll buy that. Well, what about the guy that was going to give him the opium? business what 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 was that all about oh that guy was just i think that guy owed a lot of money right and kind of heard the legends especially when he said where he was from mm-hmm. and started putting two to two together that maybe the legends are true that's where he's getting all this gold from mm-hmm. and sold his um very young sister-in-law as a mistress slash housekeeper well to his wife she was going to be a housekeeper (laughs) yeah and told basically told her to distract Uh him for the next couple days while i go do this which she ended up telling him and Mm -hmm. you saw what happened to him he uh right he didn't know uh basically the procedures that he had created to safely getting the gold and he ended up paying with his life. So the more, uh, which was I thought actually was a cool effect. How the 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 womb, the the walls mm-hmm. were basically absorbing him. Yeah, and then what was with the burning? Like where they throw fire on him? Is that to save their soul, kind of? Yeah, he becoming one with the goddess or whatever. Yeah, he he sacrificed him to to the god or the goddess. Ah, stealing okay. his stuff but he still had pity on him because at the end of the day that that was his friend so he put him out of right. his misery and burnt him so just kind of as simple as that then yeah so that was that would you say that this story is kind of like the indian version of like a leprechaun that that one demigod or character like because he'd always he had the loincloth right they were always yeah. talking about let's just steal the whole loincloth let's take the loincloth so that's kind of like the bag of gold, I guess, for the leprechaun. Yeah, because at the end, when he sacrifices himself to save his son, mm-hmm. and he he kind of makes it out as a, I guess he was basically like a zombie, an undead version of himself. Yes, yes, and would I, probably stay that way forever. 
I kind of wanted to see what would have happened because he had the entire loincloth full of right? coins and he was offering it to his son. Mm-hmm. But uh, I kind of felt like it was a trick. I got that impression too, man. That, yeah, maybe once he grabbed the gold and he was, the son was going to also like get sucked into it. But yeah, because I, I, I don't seem like don't, he was sincere. I don't think, I think it had to do something with, I don't think the, 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 the God that was stuck down there. I don't think he has to mm-hmm. completely grab you. I think he just has to touch you. Yeah. They talked about that in the movie yeah. at some point. I was very disappointed, Brian, that okay. I did not get a song and dance number because I've always been told there was, some, Indian mus- movie. There was some musical choices in here. <laughs> there were definitely some. Yeah. Musical choices. But they didn't all get up and do a big musical number. That's what I was holding out for, man. I honestly, when the certain music came on, yeah, I was like, this is this is about to happen. <laughs> Same here, man. Thought it was coming for sure. Um, I'm I'm being a little harsh on it, dude. I mean, yeah, it, considering the movie was made in 2018, that's only five years ago, dude. This yeah. you'd think the CGI could have been a little better, but I I don't know. Like that, maybe it's an Indian thing, dude, because that RRR movie that was like yeah. one of the biggest. Like, cause you see, I've seen a, I haven't seen the whole movie. But I've seen a couple of uh, trailers for it, and I swear, like, the tigers that are chasing after the guy definitely look like computer-animated tigers big time. Maybe the the effects is not a big deal to them. Maybe it's about the story and the acting. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too, man. That that would make sense. Because I thought everybody was good in this movie. Did you? uh, Aside from the child, because he was a little whiny. (laughs) Both versions, uh, his son and the younger uh-huh. version of him, the, the main star. <laughs> right. Which I kind of hated him as a child because you got that scene where yes. his brother falls yes. from the tree. Mm-hmm. And the mother comes back. And I thought that was a rough scene because she doesn't even have to tell yeah. you what happened to him. She just breaks down. And all he could talk about is, where's the treasure? Where's the treasure? We need to yes. get the treasure. Like, so you, you little, you little shit handwriting on the wall but did he did he when he grew up did he not have uh, just an absolutely fabulous mustache oh that was a thing of beauty yeah i don't know man not not my cup of tea um not the greatest film (laughs) i've seen this year in my opinion but i i see where all your points are valid i mean yeah it's a great it's a great cautionary tale about you know greed and you know, at first he he needs it, right, so that he can stay alive and 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 take care of his family. But then um, his true nature kind of comes out, and he starts. He wants all oh, the gold. We yeah, really should have had Philip on this episode. He becomes <laughs> so greedy because there's that scene when he's basically he's telling his son like, yes. now now's the time I'm about to show you what I do." Mm-hmm. And then after he shows him, and they they. Yes. Almost have a mishap. Mm-hmm. And they get some gold and they come back and he shows his safe. And the son's like, basically, why do you keep doing this? You have enough here for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's that greed. It's that obsession. And and he just did not turn out to be a great person because I believe he's an alcoholic yes. and addicted to opium and... Cheating on the wife with his in-house mistress, and that's about sixteen years old. Yeah, which I didn't see <laughs> what she because there's a scene where he's offering the son's offering her a gold coin. 
Yeah, so he could get a little bit too, right? Yeah, because he's saying when when I get older, I'll marry you, and then she's all like, "How old are you?" And I'm like, "Well, how old are you?" <laughs> I, I was thinking the same exact thing, Brian. <laughs> like, he's definitely he's definitely a lot closer to her age than the dad. That's for damn sure. Yeah, must have been that mustache, dude. And <laughs> she you can see he, you can see he's definitely picked up picked out. Uh, on his uh, father's ways because his answer to yes. her, she said, how old are you? And he was like, does it matter to you? Right. And then he held out the gold coin. And then she was like, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> but then she just ends up giving know. it to the, to, to the father later. I think this, I think this movie might've worked better as a comedy, dude. <laughs> like, I, I think you're just mad there was no dance sequences in it. Very angry. <laughs> Very disappointed. I thought the 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 set the setting was great. Right. right. I thought the, the wardrobe was great. I mm-hmm. thought, you know Oh yeah, and you had part... it taken Oh, I'm sorry. You had it taken place when the British were colonizing India, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you brought up the monsoon stuff and the trivia. I think mm-hmm. that worked out great for the movie because I believe that that area was supposed to be cursed with for with uh, forever rain or something like that. Sure, sure. And I thought like uh, the grandmother that they that they held locked away that was supposed to be oh. an ancestor of the. I thought she looked creepy. That was creepy. And I, there was a lot of things that worked for me. I, I do I do see your points, though, especially about the CGI. And me and Nez were talking about it on the Expendables episode. Whenever oh, we boy. See, whenever well. we see CGI fire, we cannot not think of you. <laughs> All right. Well, what'd you, what'd you think about Tumbad, man? One, one to ten, Brian. I'm kind of bouncing back and forth on a six and a half on a seven. And most of that oh, is... Wow. Okay. Most of that is the story. I thought it, it gave a good insight on the, the whole mythology of this culture. And yeah. I thought, the, like I said, it was an excellent story about someone's greed and obsession. And I thought some of the effects were pretty good. Uh, some of the CGI effects were pretty pretty bad. But wow. I think True. All, I think all four, um, at the end of the day, uh, I think the story really worked for me. So well, I... I'll give it a 6.75. Not bad. Not bad. This movie definitely disproves uh, Gordon Gecko's theory from Wall Street. Greed is not good, right? No. So if nothing else had accomplished that, um, I'll go I'll go four and a half, man. I, it, it was almost at the halfway point for me. Like you said, story was good. Characters were very well developed. I did. I did enjoy the I appreciated that they brought us that flashback scene at the beginning to kind of set it up and mm-hmm. show you what kind of person we're dealing with here. So, ah, four and a half, man. Almost, almost half good. Not, not the, wor- not the worst movie we've seen this year by, by a long, by a long shot. So how is our second feature going to compare to this when you think, Brian? Uh, we shall see. Okay. You don't, you don't want to tell, do you? No. <laughs> okay. Tell right, when so- I need to. Well, we've got a new, we bring back, it's the return, it's the return of our, It's or it will be here in a little bit, the return of our um, spoiler alert that we haven't done in a few weeks. So, it is a brand new movie, 2023, um, It Lives Inside. Tamira, what's going on with you? All the stories we heard growing up, they're all true. It lives inside. 
kill you right away. It feeds on you slowly. When it's ready, it eats your soul. And we'll do a little trivia here. An Indian-American teenager struggling with her cultural identity has a falling out with her former best friend and in the process um, unwittingly releases a demonic entity that grows stronger by feeding on her loneliness. Director and writer was Bishul Dutta, also known for Life in Color and the TV show Triads. Now, this movie is based upon the legend of the Pishasha, which is flesh-eating demons in Dharmic religions. And by the way, I had no idea how important religion was in Indian culture, but we learned in these two movies it is. Um, But these are demons that appear in Hindu and Buddhist mythologies. So, uh, all right, it lives inside, Brian. Was this worth going to the theater for? I actually enjoyed this one, too. Uh, Like you said, I, I... Learned a lot of, about, about the culture, uh, mm-hmm. how much uh, religion and you know mythologies play into it, and um, I like the story of this young girl who is trying to fit in, trying to uh, relate to the other other kids in there. So she's kind of losing track of her own, you know. Well, she's becoming Americanized, right? Yeah. As they say. I mean, which, and, and, and she's torn between two worlds, which yeah, I really which like that aspect. I, I love the, the, the conversations with the parents because you got the mother mm-hmm. who's just like super traditional and you got the father who's more like, no, just kind of let yep. her do her thing. Yep. Let her grow. Let her be her own person. Yeah. You know, we're here in America. She's an American, right? Yeah. Which uh, that's a very tricky thing to do. You know, because you can't forget who you are, but you got to let yep. someone kind of grow also. So it's, it's a very hard thing to balance. And I, I love that that whole story aspect to it. And then you got the other you get the introduction to the other girl. I think her name was I know the main girl was Sam and the other girl. That's was right. Sam. Yeah. Sam for sure. T- Tamira. You get okay. Tamira. Who yep. Tamira is kind of been shunned and made and made to be the outsider because she is not trying to be Americanized and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know, sure. is more traditional with her culture. And um, I loved all the stuff with the demon because uh, we didn't need to, we didn't need to see it right away and we didn't. Agreed. Yeah. And then when we finally saw it, it was at a, a pivotal scene in the movie. And I love that we got a chance to wait because for all we know, this could not have been happening. This just could have been her mm-hmm. losing her mind or something. And I thought they kind of played that off very well. And I Act- thought the acting was pretty fucking strong in this one. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with the main actress. Um, my daughter says she's in uh, 13 Reasons Why, the Netflix yeah, show. Yeah, a lot of the kids watch that. That's, yeah, that's a pretty so good show, I think. She had seen the trailer and was like, oh, I know her. She's this, you know, such and such from that right. show. And that was Sam, was like, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, another another plane flying by. <laughs> They're coming to get you. <laughs> um, the only other actress I knew it was predominantly an Indian American cast, which I, I liked sure. for this movie. The only other uh, person I knew was Betty Gabriel, the teacher, and she was from Get Out and Upgrade and 
mm-hmm. stuff like that. She's so, been in several movies that we've covered yeah. for the podcast. So I thought it was a pretty strong effort. Uh, mm-hmm. I, know, I know it didn't do well in the theater. I think it only made like $3 million over the weekend. That's that's a shame, man. They must yeah. not have marketed it very well. So, um, but I thought it was a very strong effort from this director. Definitely, mm-hmm. if he, I would like to see more of this culture, especially yeah, the they, uh, they, So, if yeah, he was to do another, if he was to do another movie, I definitely would be interested in seeing it. They they did they did a great job getting that across, right? With us not being in that culture to get kind of an understanding. Mm-hmm. So, religion is important to every culture, I guess, right? I mean, everybody has their own ideas of. But but yet it's kind of like the same exact religion. It's weird. It's like because I have a predominantly Catholic family, mm-hmm. and it's almost like the same. They do the same thing. I noticed they didn't make the sign of the cross, but they made like a weird sign. It was mm-hmm. just like a cross. It's like there's no difference in the religions. It's 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 bizarre how that is. Yeah, and then they a... get on their knees to pray, like they all get on their knees to pray, right? And it's very people like just kind of stop and. Put away your differences and just yes. understand that even though it may seem different on the outside, you find a lot of similarities between cultures. You know, at the at, at the end of the day, so. Well, that was a big message in the movie, and I think more people need to hear that. You know, I think that's very a very important message. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that yeah. aspect of it. What What did you think about the makeup on her friend? You said her. What was her name? Tamara again? Uh, or? think uh yeah tamara um, so they didn't overdo it right they didn't like try to um <laughs> sega genesis cgi her or anything right they just had no. the dark eye makeup and she yeah, was walking she, around kind of like a zombie de- definitely looked like somebody that uh, there's something going on hasn't slept hasn't kept up with herself mm-hmm. i think yeah like you said they didn't overdo it and when um Sam started getting into that situation. You can see the gradual change in her appearance too. So I think mm-hmm. they, they did an excellent job in that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, man. They didn't like overdo it. Right. They didn't try to make it look way too far out there or anything like that. And uh, well done. I mean, I, could, I think it was a pretty, uh, a well done film, man. I, I think more people should see this. I'm kind of shocked that, with the way horror is going right now, maybe, maybe they should have saved this one for October, Brian, and thrown it out there for us or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this one will, because I know it's already getting a Blu-ray release in November, so that means it'll it'll probably okay. it'll, it'll now, probably be available to rent or stream in October. Sure. So it's I think it, I think it'll I think it'll find life streaming. Yeah. I hope so. What what did you think about the relationship with her and the other students? Like it was really obvious she was very Americanized, right? Yeah, she was kind I, of like a Barbie Barbie girl type. Yeah, I can I can kind of relate in some ways because I myself I'm my mother's Korean, and a lot of people like the scene where um, she's like, "Oh, say this in Hindi." Yes, a I lot of people that. are like, "Oh, you're Korean." That. Uh, how oh, do you and they say, were insta- Instagramming her, right? Yeah, I, I've had Hindi. I've had people like, "Oh, you're Korean. Oh, how do you say this? Or or say <laughs> this for me?" I'm like, you know, I'm not a fucking not a puppet or something like that. Just talks for you, you know. So there yes, there was there yes. was stuff I can I can see was offensive and, but you know, a lot of a lot of kids that are not from here that are mm-hmm. trying to. 
you know, get more comfortable with, with their surroundings and, you know, like he said, being more Americanized, you know, have to go through this kind of stuff. And definitely that girl. <laughs> I, I thought something was going to happen to that girl. So, yeah, we don't want to give too much away yet, but there was yeah. a, there was a couple of pretty decent kids. It was it. It, it was PG-13, right? Yeah, I didn't get. Yeah, I, I got that impression, but I think they did a decent job with what they had to work with, especially the the swing uh, scene. Yeah, <laughs> the kid on no, the swing yeah. set. Um. All right. Scores so we can spoil. Uh, I'm gonna go seven point seven five. Nice. All right. I thought this was well acted. I thought another another great story. Another look into this culture. Like you said, um, religion is plays a very big factor into it. Huge, it, yeah, huge role. It gave you a look at somebody trying to struggle with being traditional and being more modern and Americanized and. I, I thought it just kind of told that story well, and yeah, I just both of these movies. I thought the the story was was really excellent, and yeah, seven point seven five. Well, th- yeah, this this one I'll go seven and a half. I think the nice. uh, yeah, I think the acting was top notch, man. I'm I'm a little pissed that I didn't get my song and dance number. Okay. Yeah, there. I don't. I don't know if there was any opportunity in this movie. There's always an opportunity for a song, Brian. <laughs> there was no musical choice in here that made me think they were going to do yeah. that. Now in Tumbad, there was some musical <laughs> yes. choices where I I'm know like, the part okay, you're talking about. I'm like, okay, they're <laughs> like, going to come. Go, right? <laughs> they're going to come slowly into the screen, and it's going to be like a flash mob type dance scene. Yes, unfortunately, that didn't happen here, but. Seven and a half, so enjoyed the film, man. Spoilers? Yep. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Where should we start? Uh, I'm going to say the stupidest fucking thing in the world of this movie is to try to capture a demon in a glass mason jar. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of stupid, but you gotta you gotta think about it. It's from it's a young girl, and that's the best she can think right. of to to contain the demon. And I loved by yeah. the end. I love I the loved, dark ending. Yeah, to where she had to use herself as a vessel <laughs> yes, to contain I the demon. <laughs> and I love the look on her uh-huh. face at the end because she 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 assured her friend, "Don't worry, this is never getting out." And then right. It just kind of the, the the camera's just on her face, and you can see mm-hmm. her eyes are like slowly kind of tearing up because she knows that's not true. Yep. And the fact that they have to at the dinner table, I don't know if you noticed, they were feeding her raw meat to. Oh yeah, of to, course. To, to feed the demon because the, yep. the instead of do, Tamara, instead of dough dolls, it was raw meat, right? Yeah, because um, the other girl Tamara earlier in the movie when she had to. The, the demon can contain in the jar she would have to yes. constantly feed it raw meat because yep. kind of like the demon or god in the other movie his mm-hmm. appetite was never uh fulfilled sated sated yeah. or satisfied um i thought the i thought the you brought it up the the swing set scene i thought that was that was played awesome. off real well yeah I, that was it, fucking creepy, dude. <laughs> part that was of one was, of our favorite scenes of the year, actually. Part of it was so in the trailer. But oh, I see, did I not, didn't see the trailer. But I did not know that was the boyfriend. Okay. So when 
they were sitting on the swing set, I was just kind of like, oh shit, it's gonna it's gonna be the boyfriend. I'm and glad she I didn't kinda, see the trailer. And she kind of leaves for a second, and then yeah, I like how when the the demon approached, like it would it would get dark, the surroundings would get dark. I did not notice that. I, yeah, I really, I, yeah, I didn't because it kind of it kind of got dark, and then he just kind of felt a presence behind him, and then he just turned and looked, and then right, you, you didn't see the demon because it just looked like an invisible force picking him up and choking him, and it was yes, for for PG thirteen and not mm-hmm. really a lot of blood. It that was a very mm-hmm. violent scene, the way it was kind of thrashing him around side to side, and then mm-hmm. kind of punctured his neck, and then just dropped him. Yeah, I, like, I that was pretty awesome. Yeah, like I said, man, I thought that was one of the more well done kills of the year that we've seen. Like, if we had a top ten kill list, that would be on it for sure. And also, another thing I thought was pretty interesting that another thing this demon also fed off was negativity. Okay. So, so it was kind of uh, perfect. These girls were kind of perfect for him because of uh, the shit they were kind of going through and it was able to mm-hmm. feed off of that and get stronger. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's a, why that's sorry not to cut you off. No, there's a lot, there's a lot to this movie. And that's why uh, by the end of the film, you find out that Tamara is still alive because yes, the demon is slowly torturing her and mm-hmm. kind of savoring it. As yeah. Said, savoring right? it. So. <laughs> Creepy man. I love the, I love the line where the one uh, friend that she has at school says, your mom? What do you? Your mom looks like she's twenty four years old. <laughs> it's just like the mom cool mom, look, you know. Her mom did good look looking. Good. Oh hell yeah, she did. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, oh man, this uh, Indian guy who's kind of goofy, the dad, he's playing a little bit outside of his league, but that's all yeah, right. Was, At least he had a sense of humor, right? If I was her friend, I would love to come over to their house. Absolutely, the <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, he he, it was a. Just kind of just the way they had the setup, it was just kind of perfect because just the way he acted through the movie. And of course, he would be like, mm-hmm. No, let her go hang out and be with her friends and do this, do that. Because they had that whole ceremony, which was super yeah. important to the mom, and they had to do the prayer. And then he yeah. was kind of like, No, go to your party. And which any kid would want to do, right? Instead, yeah. of, instead of deal with that religious nonsense. But which, what what's. What what happened to the dad? Did he not die? No, I thought he, for sure he did. I thought he died too, but then you you see at the dinner table when they're all kind of. <clears throat> but was that him, or did she and the demon somehow create think, a new dad? Maybe I don't know. I, th- I, thought I think it sure was him. Died. I think it was okay. him. I think he just got injured because I think that dinner scene took place months later. Yes, it said what six months later or a year yeah, later so or something I think like that. He probably had to recover, and this was kind of right. the people involved in the incident kind of coming together to see if this demon is still contained. Mm-hmm. Is everything okay, or do we have to? Right. What do we have to do? Because the mom kind of knew what to do because she was like, "We need to, we need to get this food together. We need to make an offering." And then she yes. they got in traditional clothes and said the prayer. So she. The mom came in clutch. She knew what to do. Yes. Well, she stayed true to the religion and the culture, right? Which would show you is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought, I, I thought maybe that we missed the, what, six months that the dad was in traction in the hospital with his oh, leg they just, elevated. They just, <laughs> they just didn't want to show us all that, just kind of cut through all that. Right. Sure. 
<clears throat> All right, man. So it sounds like we both liked it. Yeah, recommend it. Good um, week. Good week. We'll probably do this uh, series again because uh, I came across okay. the whole list of movies and there was a lot of ones that looked interesting. It's just uh, Tom Bad was kind of higher up on the list, and I think it was because oh. of the the story that was told. In the it. film film. I mean, it premiered at the film film critics show uh, film festivals. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, as always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We would love to hear your feedback and ideas. Check us out at thehorrorreturns.com. Hopefully, we'll have a couple of UK guests on talking about the retaliators here soon. I'm going to reach out after the show, Brian. Okay. Um, next week, we're going to kick off October, that magical month, with Hostel as well as the brand new Saw X. And do we have a guest? I believe not, but there's always still time. Well, if you're listening, we're looking for a guest. So if you listen to the show and like what you hear, um, consider becoming a Patreon patron. But uh, whether you do or not, we still want you to come on board. So feel free to reach out to us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. And we would be happy to have you on next week. Um, Other than that, Brian, until the horror returns again. Good night.